Okay, so we're here today to introduce Paul Brown. He's now working with SSDI, and we're going to get into how Brown Box came about and how we, as SSDI, stole it. <laughs> Jerry Nelson stole it from him. Anyway, not quite, but we'll get into the whole story today, and we're going to start with Paul. Well, thank you, and I'm very pleased to be here, and I have worked with SSDI for a number of years indirectly, and very happily be to be directly associated with SSDI as of recently, uh, and as Jerry referred to a few minutes ago, I won't say that they stole, I would say that uh, they plagiarized the component system that we put together back in 74 at W.A. Brown for our electrical controls division. We stole it. And made it better as they have gone through because some of the things that have taken place, uh, the miniaturization capabilities by incorporating circuit boards and all, have made the box a lot more efficient, a lot smaller than it used to be, and have given a great deal of opportunity for expansion into different markets. So that is one of the key things for Space Saver Distribution Inc. is that we did reduce the size. Not the name. The name is still too long, but... SSDI is a good name. SSDI. Just don't look us up on the internet. SSDI LV on the internet. Yes, please use the LV. Yes. <laughs> Unless you're looking for Social Security. Yeah. Then you can get it, so... But, uh, yeah, we're glad to have Paul aboard. We're glad to have this uh, opportunity to be able to grow and make this a better company and get the history and the background of how all of this got started and why it was a success back then and still today being moved forward as a success. I didn't realize until Jerry sent me um, the documents and things and the information on your company, how far back your family actually goes. I mean, I, I guess I just live in my own little bubble of all of our stuff, but it was pretty interesting to look at all of that. Well, most of the time people stay focused on the current events and our business goes back all the way to 1910. The, the core business that we had, which was refrigeration, uh, turned into being walk-in coolers and started building the wood walk-in coolers. And as we expanded and got into the supermarket business and some of the C-store business back in the early 70s, uh, there was a need due to the energy shortage. And you know, everybody remembers the gas lines. And Even the, well, I not do. everybody, but <laughs> okay, a few so of us here. Most of us will remember the gas shortages <laughs> of 73, sorry. So as a result of that, we were able to uh, come up with systems that would actually help the grocery stores. Uh, that was our main core business at that point in time to control their power consumption and actually monitor it on a more efficient basis. Uh, everything was done on a ratcheting scale back then. So if you ratcheted and peaked, you paid that fee for the next 30 to 60 days. So finding or better. A, or better, depending on whose service you were on. Yes. Uh, but finding a way to actually control that peak and actually not have everything come on at one time kind of led to the introduction of energy management, as we called it. And anyone that has dealt around energy or electrical controls, energy management is the worst terminology you could use from that point in time because it was known as the little black box that basically did nothing. And uh, our box actually did help control, and we used a lot of different controlling systems. Started off with the Honeywell W7000s for doing time of day, load shedding, so we would not exceed peaks. 
uh, incorporated a lot of different things as we moved away from grocery stores, more into hardware stores and chains such as Lowe's. We did all of the Lowe's stores and then moved into the fueling centers and actually came up with some fueling boards, which again, y'all have come up with some improvements and some modularity uh, that actually helps it do the expansion without having to increase the size of the box. Yeah. Energy management is definitely a buzzword, but it's still really important. It, it's important, but still people don't like to talk about it. They don't. Well, they don't want to think about it. Well, they want the cost associated with trying to save the money is what people are trying to avoid. Well, energy management back in the early days, though, was the box you literally plugged into the wall. And it supposedly helped control different things. But if you ever opened one of those up, there was nothing in there but a little bit of distribution wiring. So it really didn't help shed anything, didn't help control anything, but it was an expense item. Yes. And as you moved into the control piece of it, and actually where you could do the load shedding and the time of day, now you're talking about being able to manage the power that's coming in. The CTs were reading. Uh, you could actually set your power bill and you could determine what your power bill was going to be for whatever the cycle time, to Jerry's point, of the individual agency that you were actually buying your power from. Because that load shedding and that demand peak was sometimes last for a year. Yes. The utilities just love that. Yes. Now, <laughs> we had our we changed our energy management group that was formed in 74, around that time frame, to our electrical controls division, and we actually put them on a standalone system as we expanded into some of the other larger grocery chains and some of the hardware stores that we were doing business with. And they eventually ended up in a 56,000 square foot facility uh, doing very well. And uh, we ended up having an interested party come to us in 2001, and they were a motivated, interested party. <laughs> and uh, they made some uh, interesting offers. And uh, we decided that at that point in time, that was when we would move away from the electrical controls business. And that's kind of when I actually remember stuff from that period of time. The other's a little early for me. I remember some of it, but not all of it. But talking more about that, that's more right around the time when... Yeah, 2003 is when we actually yeah. started SSDI. But um, the first cabinet that we... Well, I worked with Brown Box previous uh, on several projects, worked on them, installed them, and, and uh, of course, didn't like them in the beginning. Everybody knows that story. Um, <clears throat> but once you found out how well they were and how well they worked, you, you fell in love with them. But when I had that customer point to it one day when we were walking through a trade show and looked at a brown box and said, hmm, can you build that? And I said, sure. And he said, okay, build it. And that's how it started. And Brown Box became the derivative name of everything that we produced from that period of time. Even though, like I said, it was our electrical controls division, but it was Brown Box. And to this day, uh, the people that I call on and talk with, they always say, hey, you know, your last name is Brown. Are you affiliated with Brown Box in any way, shape, or form? Uh, sometimes, depending on where I'm at in the conversation, I will admit it. Otherwise, I want to see what their opinion is to Jerry's <laughs> point of view. Uh, it, it did end up having the controlled environment for doing the electrical controls as compared to trying to do stick built in the field actually helped the marketplace, actually helped the electricians. Oh, yeah. Once tremendous. we got them on board, yes. to Jerry's point again. Yep. So it was, it was extremely beneficial. A nice smaller footprint, nice and clean. Uh, the pre-wire setup that we would actually send out from the factory, we could incorporate whatever the HVAC controls were going to be. 
we could go ahead and build those into the panel. So it was a, a very nice, concise piece of equipment. Well, the brown box is definitely a legacy. Everybody <coughs> knows brown box. They refer to it that way. But there is the name brown box doesn't exist anywhere. It's called W.A. Brown. That's right. It is W.A. Brown and Son Incorporated. And uh, our electrical controls division was a division of W.A. Brown and Son, our walk-in cooler division. And we also had a structural insulated panel division known as Better Building Products. So That I didn't know. But yep. now it's called Imperial Brown, right? Uh, the business was sold in 2010, and Imperial Brown is now the company that owns, and they have a factory in Oregon, factory in Oklahoma, and the home factory in Salisbury, North Carolina. Where everything started from. Yep. So as you can tell, Paul is from Salisbury. Salisbury. <laughs> Not Salisbury, as most people will say. But Salisbury. Not the steak? <laughs> <clears throat> well, there was a rumor that that's where the steak came from, but that's a fallacy. <laughs> no, it did not. I don't think No, it did not. Really so. But there's a lot of manufacturing back there. Yes. You're, you're, a lot of interest and a lot of capability. It was the, uh, Salisbury is, was the home of Food Line, still is the home of Food Line, even though the headquarters are basically owned and uh, driven by another company at this point in time. And we actually helped produce and build all of the food line stores and helped do the financing for the first probably 12 to 15 stores for them in addition to doing the building from the ground up. So, so you can see by the addition of having Paul come to SSDI has, is going to make the growth so much better because of the background and the history of his family and his his experience himself well, he's definitely going to be our next phase yes maybe we'll be a legacy one day well i'm looking forward to that <laughs> i've already heard a lot of good conversation just between the four of us at this point in time i know we'll be expanding that out and bringing more people into the discussion but at this point in time a lot of the ideas that we've been kicking around and throwing out as future opportunities ever uh, ever forward yes. ever forward got to keep thinking ahead yep all the new things that are coming up online, all the things that are happening in the industry that are changing, we just have to be on the forefront and, and grow that. And I think that we have that capability because we're small enough and flexible enough to do that, um, but also can fulfill the need instantaneously. Well, we aren't going to change our focus no. of the customer right. and what their needs are. Right. And the customer will greatly benefit from it. But the biggest benefit that I see is being affiliated with a small uh, organization at this point in time that actually listens to ideas and actually has an interest in not only the ideas and the improvements that can be made, but also the employees that you have. You all spend a lot of time and effort taking care of your employees. And that's very critical. Uh, it's not only in today's society, but as you move forward, it will be very critical to have people that are committed and understand exactly what you want to have go out in the field. Yeah, we always, we do talk about that being the chicken and the egg. Who's first, customer or the employee? Because both are extremely, extremely important to us. Well, the Without them, we wouldn't be here. Customer pays the bills, but the employees are the biggest asset you're ever going to have. Right. Right. And we have some great people. We are very blessed. Very blessed. So, Adam, Adam, you're being quiet. I know. I, you haven't contributed I, at all. I'm just listening to what's going on. Sometimes you have just have to sit back and observe and then wait for the right time to say what you need to say. 
it's what history. Do you need to say? Uh, I don't have anything to say right now. <laughs> he doesn't want to divulge any of those deep secrets we're holding on to for future ideas. Well, I, I will call Adam out because I've worked with Adam and other associations before. Uh, he was uh, sometimes my relief point when I had issues in the field that we had help from field electricians uh, yes. to go back and try and recreate, put things back in the proper operating fashion because it was nothing that happened within the walls here or nothing that happened yeah, that's within true. the consolidation. But Adam's been a great resource to go to for help and assistance, especially uh, after five on Friday and after, before <laughs> midnight on Sunday. Sunday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Many a times uh, we've been in the field a few times together, troubleshooting. And of course, it always comes down to who did what, who said what. And bottom line, we just want to get the customer back up and working. Yeah, so, we don't care. Yeah, we we want the problem solved and moved on. Figure out why the problem was there, but move on. So. Well, especially because then if it's something we can improve on, so it yes. doesn't happen again, we like to take that information back to the building ground and move forward with it. And all the pictures and the the simplification for like the wiring coloring and all that that we've done over the years to make it easier and more manageable on our part, so that we can look and see how changes are made or what they're done in the field. But that's all because SSDI listens. That's all because SSDI wants to grow. And SSDI, Adam and I, our background, again, is electricians. And we understand what they're going through in the field because we can work with them, listen to them, and understand and picture where they're at and what's going on with it. And that's a big benefit. So I still believe in what we're doing. And moving forward, I think it's going to be even better for the, some of the things that we're going to be coming out with and doing. It's just going to make it a better, better product. And having Paul on board is going to make it even better yet. Well, it's always going to be in the best interest of what works and what people are looking for, not what we think everybody should have. Right. Yeah, we we have our opinion, but our opinion doesn't count because if the customer can't use it, what goods it go? Right. Because we can't sell it. We can't get it out there. We want to make sure that we listen to what the customer wants and make sure that they understand what they're getting. And we, we drive that home all the time. That's why you guys wouldn't let me paint the box lime green. <laughs> no. But you still fight for that lime green. <laughs> no, it will not be lime green. <laughs> never say never. <laughs> so to get back more to the point of Paul being with us, why don't you talk a little bit about, I mean, you did practically grow up doing this. That's uh, a nice way to put it. I, uh, <clears throat> I lived and learned through the school of hard knocks. But uh, and to be to be fair, I probably started sweeping the floor in our factory in Salisbury when I was about seven or eight years old. So that was being around the walk-in coolers more particular and some of the advancements that were being made with the urethane as we were introducing the high-pressure injection systems and then actually incorporating in how we could actually produce panels faster and more efficient. So I've done everything from working on the equipment on the floor, sheet metal foaming. I started off in the shipping department. Uh, had a great time there. That was really a fun and educational environment. Uh, moved on into... You mean the, sweeping floors, was it? Uh, that was after sweeping the floors. Oh. <laughs> sweeping floors was part of this loading dock opportunity, though. When the trucks didn't show up, you had to have a broom to do something. You didn't stand around and wait for things to do. Uh, but, that was from dad too, right? Uh, <laughs> he was not, he was very much involved in that aspect, but we had a bunch of fantastic employees oh. that were great mentors and leaders. 
and they taught you real quick how to do it. Uh, I mean, I could go through a list of names here. Most of them are not with us anymore just due to age uh, and having passed away, but uh, they were great examples of the work ethic that I would like to see in young people today. We'll start that conversation in a big way. That'll take us down a different track. After I graduated from college, I moved into production control because my my, I was a my management major and it was production control focus and got involved in actually implementing a computer system in our company. Uh, so the, the first ERP I put in was on a Wang VS-80 system. A Wang? A Wang VS-80. <laughs> uh, that comes from the Navy, which my dad's a retired captain from the Navy Reserve. Uh, so in moving forward with that and learning some of the intricacies of the computer, that actually led me to see some of the shortcuts that can be conducted uh, by utilizing other equipment instead of trying to do everything longhand. So we moved in from that, went into purchasing area, got into human resources, uh, found out how to try and work with people. Uh, I could find you a handful of people that would disagree with me, <laughs> but uh, we, we yes. got up to a little over 300 employees and Sometimes we were doing I think very well. That's the harder aspect of business People is, it's, than the creative side of getting exactly. to come up with the ideas. But learning, having had the opportunity to be out and build the actual walk-in products and then work through the computer system and then listening to outside sources and seeing what was available actually brought in a lot of different avenues. We got away from uh, some of the wood components and went with extruded PVC parts for like our door leaf. We got away from our wood frames because they were getting broken and went to an extruded FRP. So finding and meeting those people and then incorporating the product and then developing it to where we could produce it. A lot of um, those ideas came from the floor too? Uh, they were always involved. I, right. would, I would go out and find the sourcing and then we would sit down and get the, the people on the floor involved in how to make it work the best. Yes. They do the job. They know the jobs. Right. There's no way I can go out and tell anybody what they need to do. I can give ideas, but they will always know 10 times better than what I can actually provide. So, and we but that's have, the fun part. Oh, that's that's the great part, getting the people involved and, and keeping them involved. And to use an, an old term, the buy-in was so much easier when they were actually a, an active participant in the development. Yes, yes. So we didn't have any uphill battles trying to implement systems. They were actually all out there waiting for the stuff to be released so they can start using. That's what I like about SSDI too, is because we listen, because in the field we've had electricians give us suggestions and we look at them and go, well, why didn't we think of that? I mean, it, it they was, get excited yeah. to figure out how to make it work. And it was funny that, you know, something that simple that, that because these guys are out there installing them, putting them together, having injuries or whatever they have saying, well, if you did this different and yeah, it makes sense. And that's, what's great about having people that just do it every day. It is the, cre I love watching the creative part when you guys get together and the, I the ideas flowing and the conversations that come from that and the things that suddenly morph that you're going, where did that come from? Right. How did we come up with that idea? Yeah, so it's I'm starting to sidetrack you, but. No, you're fine. <laughs> again, it's, it's, it's been a, an educational experience from all avenues that I have worked in and they've all been good. I'm, I'm not going to say there haven't been mistakes, uh, but they've all been good experiences and it's always great to have the people involved, like I said, because when you have an idea, uh, I, I remember having one meeting with the, manu with the plant managers 
and just sitting there and say, I want you to be able to tell me how we can make two panels out of one. And they looked at me like I was crazy, and I left them alone for about 30 minutes and came back, and they had two or three different ideas. <laughs> so sometimes you got to push people to, in, in the old term, think outside the box, because we made walk-in cooler boxes. <laughs> but trying to get people to, you know, think of what they could do to handle their own day and to make their, their own life easier as we moved forward. Yeah. So... And that's why it's now for us. It's going to be great for you being here because of all that experience that you have and all of that knowledge that you do have that you bring for us. But I just like the history part of it too. I just love the history of where everything started from, how it started, what got it going, and how it's still going to this day. Not necessarily with you, right, with Brown, but it is still going today because of that. And if you think about that, all the other people that have copied it too, and it's still going. Yeah, it's exciting to get to have you be on board and, and see where it's going to go. We don't know. I mean, the ideas that you, we discussed the other day, it's amazing to me how far we could take this. Yes. But we just got to figure out which avenue is the best to move down and makes the most sense for this business. I'm ready transfer. for a few mistakes along the way. Well, It'll be okay. Trying to yeah. be very cautious on the mistakes. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> She'll be patient now, but wait till later. Just don't spend any money. Yeah. Yeah. If you make a mistake, don't spend any money, right? Yeah. Don't, I don't spend know how that any works, money. but we'll do it. Maybe. <laughs> so, yeah. And so you and Adam working together for our competitor customer was always been a good relationship. Yeah. You guys. Yeah, yeah, oh, we never. Yeah, I got introduced to y'all by my brother Dodd, and I think he's the one that actually uh, first came to y'all and was yeah. trying to get your controls incorporated into another uh, company's line. And uh, I appreciate his involvement <laughs> and exposure to that. And uh, his introduction to Adam was, uh, "You're going to like these guys; they're easy to work with." So that's always a good recommendation when you hear that. But he said that about Adam and I, right? Well, I think it was just Adam. <laughs> he did yeah. say, don't make Dorothy mad. So. <laughs> yeah. It, it, was a, in, it was an interesting time to have our item, our piece of the world, get put into a competitor's box, but work together as a team. Well, it, that was a really good learning experience We collaborated. We, had, we, had, yep. I, I, we grew it, from that. It's who we tremendously are. Tremendously because of that. And and uh, and I do thank God, Dodd, for that. Oh yes, a lot, definitely. So, yeah. Both God and Dodd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't call Dodd God. No. But 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 it's always interesting because there's no reason to recreate the wheel if somebody has a product that you can incorporate and make things work yeah, faster exactly. and easier. I mean, you have to, you, you got to watch your pride, check your pride at the door yes, and be able to accept other components and capabilities because, you know, we're probably going to be facing the same thing over the next short period of time, two to five, 10 years, uh, looking at what do we need to be able to bite our tongue on and be able to incorporate into the product. Yep. Well, we're already seeing that now because some of the stuff that we've implemented, we're starting to see in other people's cabinets. Yeah, and that that, that, it's like you said, plagiarism is great. Yeah, (laughs) it's flattery. It's flattery. So, so we know we're on the right track. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, and they are watching. That's the good news. Yeah, (laughs) and hopefully listening now. (laughs) 
Yes, listening now. Oh, I enjoy the the sales aspect is probably a derivative of having been in purchasing. Uh, While I was in purchasing, my biggest thing was to try to meet with all the salespersons that came in to call on me. Uh, I know there's a lot of people that don't like salesmen, but I did I did take the time to actually sit and listen to them because my big thing is, uh, again, check your pride at the door and listen to what they are seeing and what's going on out in the industry. As a result of that, I thought, well, this would be a great opportunity to be able to go out and meet with people and be in front of people and see what they are actually needing and what they're doing. Uh, two different two different things now, what they need versus what they do. People get caught up in the old-fashioned where you have a set of drawings or you have plans and you just keep producing the same part over and over again, the same store over and over again, the same end result over and over again. What can be done to actually streamline that? What new components can I introduce you to that would actually make your life easier, would actually make your store, your footprint more efficient, but actually take your back room, maybe make it smaller, give you more sales area to be able to drive customers through because the money's not made in the back room and the money's typically not fully made out of the dispensers. It is made inside the store. So you gotta have a way to dispense and organize and actually show material, whether it be lighting, whether it be sound, whether it be some other perspective that needs to be done to, you know, to market the products. And that was why I got interested in the sales avenue, uh, hearing the ideas from customers saying, I really wish I could do this. And, you know, we're always told you can do anything you want to do. Well, once you hear somebody say, I wish I could do this, that becomes the challenge. Therein lies why I think you are such a good fit for us is the philosophy you have. You're not a typical sales guy. You look at the people you talk to the people you don't talk at the people and you listen to what they're saying and what they want and that's what we're about we try to incorporate we actually try to make that happen for them right so i am so excited that and i've been in those shoes before where people come in and tell you what you need to buy and tell you how you're going to buy it and how you're going to use it and when you're going to get it and those are the ones that i don't get along with that doesn't work that that hasn't worked for probably the last 10 or 15 years and it will probably never work again with everybody basically working from home and everything being, you know, virtual at this point in time. You don't get to see people's faces. Yes, you can be on a podcast like we are and it's voice only, or you could be on some other spectrum like a Zoom call or something like that. But you still can't see the people's full reaction. All you're seeing is what they want you to see on the screen. And you don't know what happens when they blank the screen out for a few minutes. Uh, when they mute themselves, whatever the case may be. So being able to sit back and read the crowd is a big ticket. So you're telling me you've done stuff like that? Oh, yes, all the time. (laughs) Uh, My positioning even today in our podcast, I took the first seat so I could actually see the other participants in the room. (laughs) So I could see where the leads were coming from. I have a little bit of time, a little bit of issue over the mic, seeing the person is doing the recording. But other than that, I do like to be able to see who's smiling, who's looking down, who's engaged, and uh, you know where we're actually hitting hot buttons and where we're not. Yes, and that's the part that, that's enjoyable too because when you can see the reactions in the people and you can understand that they're enjoying what we're talking about or doing. Yeah, I love that part too. Over all of this time of working and getting to be around such a diverse 
group of people. I mean, starting at sweeping and moving into shipping and then into sales and doing all of the other in between. Um, what parts of that, I mean, there ha there's a lot of diversity there. What parts of that brought out the creativity? Was there s things that stand out for you? Or what hardships that you had to or, go through? Well, I was going to say that the creativity is, is involved in just trying to get out and be hands-on with the product and the people and actually understand the components that can be worked into it. And then you try and figure out how to match, match the X and the Y together to end up getting the product out that you want. As far as the, the time frames, uh, our business went through a number of different struggles. Uh, we had a probably a tremendous uh, refrigeration business as we were doing all of the uh, grocery store chain that actually started in Salisbury. Uh, we had probably 39 to 41 rolling trucks that were do going out and doing refrigeration work. Uh, we had an employee to leave us and to go to that company and start that same business with them. Wow. So we had to figure out how to reincorporate those 39 to 41 trucks, much less the associated people and the talent that they had. Uh, the ones that did not go with the business, how could we put them back into working with us based on the fact that they had lived and learned the different products we were doing? A lot of those people moved into our electrical controls division because they were actually... Changed the trained, dynamic of exactly, your company. Easy to educate. And then later in life, I mean, when we decided to sell our electrical controls division, that was a tough call. Uh, we had a lot of great people that worked there, uh, we had a long time run with that business. We had a lot of good experience in the field. A lot of success. A lot of success, yes. And I mean, the motivated buyer that came to the table, uh, that is exactly what they wanted. And was that success? Yes. <clears throat> yeah, was that success and being able to take that and grow it. But as a, the factor of being able to move forward after that and then losing direct contact with a lot of those people that we'd worked with for. 20, 25 years, uh, that's a tough call. And you right. got to figure out how do you get out and then recreate something different to take that place. To keep, yeah, you have to, to move keep forward. Moving. Yes. Mm -hmm. So it, it's, it's been a, uh, when you talk about the school of hard knocks and the, the education you get from that, uh, some of those hard knocks have been pretty bad. Uh, but you bounce back and you got to have a decision to, you don't go home and pack it up. Right. But uh, where do you think, what parts of that helped you become who you are now? What Probably having to deal with the hard decisions uh, directly, whether it was people-oriented, whether it was business-oriented, uh, deal with those directly, and then come up with avenues to make the presentations and the changes to make the business viable again. So yeah, as we sold tough. our last business, the walk-in business, the, the total focus there was so it would actually be a continuing ongoing business that would be providing employment locally within our home county, which is where we'd been for a hundred years because we sold it on our hundredth year. Hundred years. Wow. So I know. <laughs> and and I making mean, sure that we continue to have that employment and those people about, had the opportunity to continue to to grow and learn what they had been doing for those years. You've touched a lot of lives there. We had a lot of great people, I yeah. gotta tell you. I could give you a list of names. That's crazy. That's awesome. I, I think it's been great. I think that history and the diversity that you've done 
um, even when you sold your electrical control company, part of it, um, your brother had to go with him. That was a, that was a decision that, that he made. Uh, he was part of the sales team for our electrical controls group. And when they were acquired, uh, he was obviously one. I did call and have a, a private family conversation with him <laughs> to see what his total interest was. And uh, he was well engrossed in it at that point in time, really enjoyed it. And uh, I think he excelled very much at that. Yes. I think he, oh, was, yeah. he was very good in he the industry. He was very knowledgeable. Yeah, he yeah. was very well known. I probably use my last name so people will think maybe I'm him when I'm out making sales calls. <laughs> <laughs> He'll appreciate that one. Yeah, he will. He will. <laughs> I just have one more question. Uh, so you were obviously successful in the walk-in cooler business. Why go to electrical panels and integrate it? What was what was the reasoning behind that? Strictly on the energy and the issues that were going on in the early 70s. Mm. And people were looking at where, uh, I guess, like I said, gas prices were gas shortages. Prices weren't really the function as much as the shortage was. And <laughs> right. then the other power associated with it, because up until that point in time, uh, I don't think total cost of ownership uh, was even a term or even yeah. being looked no, at. It was true. not. Yeah. Total cost of ownership started being the picture because... You can build the store for X dollars, but to run that store every day of every year costs you triple X. So how do you get it down from triple X down to two X? I don't try not to use yeah. dollars and yeah. cents. Yeah. But how do you drop that cost so you overall, I mean, that, that goes right back into the pockets of the owners or it actually helps the store become more competitive or continue to be competitive depending on what groups moved into the locale mm. that they're actually serving. Well, that makes sense. And, and to stay, yeah, competitive or to hire more employees. Exactly. Or so grow more. Or grow more. Have that, have that yes. growth opportunity. The one, because, one group we worked with went over a thousand stores by using that same philosophy. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I'm excited that this is going on, that we're doing, and that uh, there's going to be more to come. And I look forward to all the, the growth that we're going to have and talking more about the history of what's going on with all that. So... And again, thank you for the opportunity. And uh, hopefully next time we all get together and chat like this, we'll have some other things that we can kind of throw some fish hooks out there and see who bites. So we maybe have some new products to kind of toss around. That would be great. Thank you, everyone, for listening today. If you enjoyed the show and want to be notified when new episodes get released, please subscribe to our show on your favorite listening app. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Click on the links in the show notes below. Also, your feedback would mean the world to us. Help our listeners in our trade find us by giving us five-star rating and review in Apple Podcast or your favorite listening app. Have a great day, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.